0: Homemakers, our show is made possible by a few carefully selected advertisers and because of our Patreon friends. If you haven't yet, we invite you to show your love for the show by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast. There, you will receive downloads to both of our cookbooks, exclusive access to snippets of the Homemaker Chic book as it's being written, and a private invitation at the end of every season to join us for our live fangirl party call. You can be a part of Homemaker Chic and show your support for the show by visiting patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash
1: Homemaker Chic Podcast. And now, let's rock this show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast, and welcome to Thursday. This is the podcast where we meet with you twice a week to discuss the art of homemaking and how we can rescue it from the daily grind. I am Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead, joined by Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl, we are the hosts of Homemaker Chic Podcast, like it or not, and we're here just to hang out with you, to encourage you, to inspire you, to whine with you if you need to do that. <laughs> Whatever, wherever this podcast finds you. <laughs> we're here with you and we're so glad to be here. Um, happy Thursday, Angela.
0: Happy Thursday to you. How are you today?
1: today? Doing good. Yeah? Doing good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We've had, I mean, it's like spring
0: is trying to be here so it feels really good <laughs> i've had like a little campfire going so it always smells like smoke outside i try to keep a fire going in the winter because then when people pull in the driveway or whatever come over then you can smell it outside mm-hmm. and then in the summer I try to do the same thing because it smells fabulous and it kind of rises up and makes like this haze over the garden mm-hmm. it's so pretty it looks like a campgrounds so i just love it so
1: hmm Mm-hmm. It's been kind of colder here th- this week, and so I've been keeping a fire in the kitchen. And it's just so charming. I mean, there is just nothing that replaces a fire. No. The ambiance, the sound, the smell, the warmth. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's everything you want it to be and more. And it always yeah. is. Yeah. I was
0: sitting in our kitchen, you know, where my copper wall is, and I was wondering if we bumped that back could we put a wood burner right there? I'm always scheming on like, where could the wood
1: burner go in the kitchen? Mm-hmm. It's such a lovely um, Yeah, there's detail. this really mm-hmm. great fireplace in one of Ross Byam Shaw's books. I think it's perfect French country. And it's just like a small little wood burning stove. Mm-hmm. But this, this um, room has huge cathedral ceilings and the stovepipe is like 70 feet long. Uh to go I know which
0: one you're talking about
1: yeah (laughs) it's incredible and I love it I love the janky pipe like I don't care if it's the plumbing's weird I don't care if there's like electrical conduit you know like Uh those things that modern houses don't have like I love those things like you want a wonky crooked stove pipe to snake out the side of your house because that's the only way you could have a wood-burning stove
0: do it (laughs) Well, that's like our plumbing. I told you Monday our our tub is in. And talk about janky, which I got to tell you, janky, I think you came up with that
1: word. It's my favorite.
0: Yeah. Darla's word is zhuzh. Like Uh if you're going to do something with a sauce, just zhuzh it on there. And yours is janky. I think it's
1: great. My contractor Um, said janky to me the other day and I was like, he gets it. He's listening
0: to me. (laughs) That's wonderful. But our plumbing, like it's just coming down. Out of the floor, into the foyer. Like, that looks great, Joel. That looks sexy. Mm -hmm. You did, like, copper. (laughs) Looks wonderful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: I love that. We're doing some exposed electrical um, in our basement remodel because we have this really great wood-burning fireplace. It's like a corner fireplace that's on a Mm -hmm. diagonal. All stucco, chicken wire on either side of it. So the options were to basically run the electrical wire and resurface the entire thing, which you would lose all the texture of. Yeah. Or yeah. put electrical conduit on the surface. And then and you kind of just paint it to match the wall, you know, like you see in a lot of old yeah, European whatever. homes that were built before right? electricity. And I'm like, this is not even a question. Of course, we're just going to put it on the surface. Like, yeah. give me that exposed conduit. I love it. Who cares? Who cares? Care. Yes. Makes more sense anyway, because then when you have to fix something, you're not trying to like... Fish wires through walls and stuff. I don't yeah, get or why we're doing it the way we're doing it.
0: Fussy Americans. American homes are fussy. I mean, that's just clean, modern. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Think about um, in my second to the last magazine, Miss Truffle Pig's house in her <laughs> in her larder, all those wires and tubes and everything coming down, or even where we stayed in New Orleans. Oh all yeah, all that was exposed. I oh love yeah. It.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all janky. good. Janky all rules. Just janky. Make it a little <laughs> jankier. <laughs> um. Okay, so Monday we kind of hashed out some signature moves. Mm-hmm. And we've sort of talked and maybe hinted to this in the past, but today I think it would be fun for us to sort of take a little bit of a deep dive into being prepared to sort of step away from this – hot mess, constantly busy, run into the ground mm-hmm. culture that we live in, you mm-hmm. know, like the the glorification of busy, you've heard it be called, and actually sort of step into, you know, this season's all about being prepared, prepared makes possible, like, how do we get prepared to rest? Mm-hmm. How do we get prepared to like, to recharge to, to not just be swept downstream with with the culture yeah yeah and mm-hmm. like always we don't really prepare for these conversations where <laughs> we're, we're well, thinking I'm out scratching a note down here while you talk <laughs> we're thinking out loud the idea yeah. isn't for us to come to you with all the answers or all the solutions please don't come to us yeah. for all the answers
0: or solutions <laughs> please don't
1: the idea is we're just we just want to have a conversation about it we want to talk mm-hmm. about it just like two girlfriends would have a conversation on the phone about how they're feeling about this and right that's really how this podcast began and i'm kind of grateful even though we've you know certainly flubbed up a few times but i'm grateful that it sort of kept that core like let's just think on the fly let's just
0: hash this out yeah so for the haters that are like it's just like they're having a conversation to theirself.
1: you yep. win <laughs> yep there are some really great scripted podcasts out there. You should listen to This is to not those. one of them. <laughs> no. We haven't this, figured it out by now. No, this is not one of them, but I am happy to be here. Happy to be here. Um, there's this funny stand-up comedian, Dusty Slay, and you know those little idiosyncrasies that in your own sort of family, the things that you'll like, mm-hmm. the things you'll say, the sayings that'll cling to you. Mm-hmm. Well, Dusty has this stand-up um, – and he always says, he always tells the crowd, like, I like to tell you we're having a good time. So he'll, you know, make a joke and maybe it doesn't land like he wanted it to, but then he'll just say, we're having a good time. Like, mm-hmm. come on, we're having a good time. And that's kind of become our new saying around our house lately. Come on. Come on, guys. We're having a good time. It's all good here. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you know, kids screaming, like crying over a math lesson. We're having a good right? time. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it makes us laugh, which is good. Um, But we are. We're having a good time, and we're happy to be here with you guys. So um, we need to give a shout out to American Blossom Linens. You guys know we love these sheets, towels, pillows are beautiful, all kinds of wonderful American-made products for you to choose from over on their website, AmericanBlossomLinens.com. These are a wonderful way to invest in your house, to make it beautiful, to make it a place that you want to be. You know, Stu asked me, so my birthday's next month. And he said, if I could give you, like, any kind of day, like, w- to do anything, what would it be?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I thought about it and thought about it. I was like, honestly, I would just want to, like, be at home <laughs> and eat really good food that somebody else cleaned up the mess from. <laughs> and be out in my garden and go to bed early and watch a movie with you. and right. Be in that my, sounds perfect. Be in my bed, like that. Yeah, that sounds perfect, and it makes me think of that saying. You know, create the type of life that you don't have to escape from. And mm-hmm. there's so much in this life that we can't control. So much that happens at us, to us, that's not mm-hmm. within our control. Right. So I don't mean this in the sense like fabricate your destiny, kind of a way. No. But just intentional decisions to create a safe, comforting, beautiful, nourishing, lovely place for you, your friends, your family to be. And it might seem a silly thing to like dress your bed well, but it's like one of those very simple pleasures in life that all those decisions sort of build on each other. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, you've created a place for people to be that is of the greatest comfort. And so small thing, but we do want you to visit homemakerchicpodcast.com. There's a link there to American Blossom Linens and a coupon code for you to get 20% off of your purchase. So go get some new sheets for your bed, make it a beautiful place to be. The towels will be arriving very soon. So keep an eye open for that. Another beautiful thing to add to your home. So small little things that really build a beautiful home. So super grateful for American Blossom Linens. Yes. I'm pretty excited about the towels. They're incoming and then they have to get packaged. She
0: just texted yeah. me yesterday and then boom.
1: I'm all over it.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm
1: all over it.
0: Okay. Shall we uh, cue some wine music? I'm okay. Gonna give a little,
1: I'm going to do my best to give a little schooling here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about wine. We encourage you to pour a glass if it's an appropriate time or get some tea or some coffee. Uh, and then you can visit homemakersheekpodcast.com. There's a link there to Dry Farm Wines and a code for you to use to get an extra bottle in your first order for just a penny. Is there a code? Hmm, I think so. Well, it's a special link. If you use that special link.
0: Okay. Then you get it just totally to changed things up for 2 years. We've been telling them dryfarmwines.com. Well, you can go there too. Homemaker homemakersheek. Okay. It links
1: to the same place.
0: Yes, it does. All right, so uh, yeah, beautiful, no GMO, no extra sugar, biodynamic organic wines. Um, Shay, yes, I did email them <laughs> about yesterday. your bottle, your big bad Bordeaux. Well, I did. I was like, I need more of these. Send more. <laughs> Must have more of my big bad Bordeaux. But I did email them yesterday because I did a little snooping around, and the chateau from a good year is a biodynamic vineyard vineyard and I'm like I'm sorry do you carry this bottle like not this one that I'm pointing to Mm -hmm. but I linked it I said because it looks like they're of the same mindset and I'm wondering if they meet your
1: specifications because that would just plain geek me out do you know I just watched that movie like two days ago yeah I'm still on a high I it does that love that movie I I uh, yeah I put in my greenhouse to the soundtrack the other day. It's the best, it's the best. When mm-hmm. she's like under the vines, drunk, like she sounds like a frog, you know? Yeah, I mean just like in I her just, Halston. I just love Vintage it. I just Halston. Love that movie <laughs> yeah. so much. It's so good. It's so sweet.
0: Okay, okay. Um, so not that we think you should be under the vines drunk, but we do think you should drink <laughs> Dry Farm and. <laughs> Here's the thing. So you guys kind of all know what a what a French wine label looks like. And for those of you patrons, you can see sort of if my camera can focus on it. But I just kind of want to take you through the label. I did this a few years ago, but I think it will help you sort of understand kind of what you're looking at. So right in the middle of your French label is going to give you the estate where The wine is coming from. And that is a little bit different, obviously, than what you see on a lot of your grocery store wines, where it's like a company name, like VA Ferme, you know, the one with the cute farm animals on it, or Mm -hmm. red pickup truck or whatever. Um, There's a lot of pride attached to your French wines. They want you to know which family, which property it came from. Underneath that, it's going to tell you the region. So this is also really different than going to the store and buying an American bottle, for example, because a lot of times um, that's just labeled – the wines are labeled for the grape. So you'll you'll say to the restaurant, you know, at your restaurant or whatever, do you have a Merlot? Or you'll see a Mer- there's a Merlot section in the wine aisle or there's a Pinot Noir section in the wine aisle. And that's not how French r- wines work. They work by region. So you're going to have like um, – your Bordeaux's and your Burgundies, your Champagne. And so, those those regions, this is um, a bourgeois, this is, no, this is Omidoc. So, sorry. So, it's going to tell you the region. And then each region is known for certain grapes. So, Champagne, obviously. Um, and like a, a Chablis is made with Chardonnay. Your Bordeaux's are mostly um, a Cabernet Sauvignon with some Merlot added to them. But the, you're looking at the region, not like the grape variety is not going to be on the front of the bottle. If you flip it around to the back, it's going to usually tell you which percentage of grape variety is involved. What else do we have on here? Um, let's see, Chateau. So then, at the bottom, it's going to say um, it's going to tell you um, where it's made and how it's made. So a lot of times, sometimes the estate will grow the wine and then it's bottled somewhere else, but um, some of them will tell you that they're made and bottled at the chateau. And that's something that I've always looked for is made and bottled. I don't wanna um, buy mm-hmm. wine from, I don't know, it's just a better mm-hmm. quality, I think, if you're getting it where it's all happening at the same place. Let me see if there's anything else on my little there's list. There's that, that really I great
1: scene in A Good Year where um, young Max is down in the root cellar of the chateau. And they have the yeah. big wooden wine vats just full of the grapes, you know, and the must. Yeah, and like bubbling. He and, reaches yeah. down and picks up some of the must and just squeezes it and talks about the native mm-hmm. yeast and the cartons. Like you can, you can smell the dirt floor. You can feel oh, yeah. like the fizz in the air. I mean, mm-hmm. it's palpable through the movie screen. It's such a great scene. That's what I always yeah. think about when wines are bottled at the chateau. You know, like surely this was done in this wonderful old way in these wooden vats and right, right. Um,
0: When you see that appellation, it it looks like AOC, not that annoying person, but the (laughs) wine label. (laughs) Did I say that? (laughs) <laughs> so it's Appellation d'Origine Contrôlée. That's an AOC wine. It's kind of like what we talked about last season with the DOC wines from Italy. So those have a lot of strict rules and regulations mm-hmm. that those chateaux have to follow. And then if you see, it looks like Vin de pay, Pays. It's Vin de Pays. And it, that just means country wine. So that's there's not as many regulations. Those farmers can be a little bit more relaxed on... You know, France has a lot of regulations. (laughs) You have to do this to have a certain cheese, and you have to do that to have a certain Mm -hmm. wine. So Mm -hmm. that's a little tiny breakdown of how to read a a French wine label. And yes, this bottle that I'm obsessed with from Dry Farm is Chateau Lamont Bergeron, and it was delicious. It was Mm. the big, bad Bordeaux that she referenced. Love it.
1: Love it. All right, well, dryfarmwines.com forward slash Homemaker Chic, or just head over to our website, and there's links there as well. Um, and Dry Farms will send you a bottle with your first order for just a penny, and you can choose how many bottles you want delivered, how often you want them delivered, what styles you would like delivered. So you get to go personalize something there, something to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're resting. While you're resting, <laughs> Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um. Okay, being prepared for rest, I would argue, is probably not particularly a strength of mine or yours, mm-hmm. because we tend to be um, action-oriented. We tend to like to get things done. We like movement. We like growth. And I think just preparing for rest, we sort of have to accept that it's not – it's not a regression mm-hmm. to rest. It's not it's, it's, losing ground. It's productive. Rest <laughs> it's is productive. productive. Yeah, it exactly. actually is. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah it's a it's a paradigm. Sh- I mean, it's like a constant mm-hmm. paradigm shift. I and something that's kind of tricky for me, something a little janky for me, is that <laughs> I um i enjoy everything so so working in my garden feels restful for me maybe it's because it's mentally restful but the minute something's not um attached to a deadline or a contract or an obligation even if it's work or i'm in motion
1: Mm -hmm.
0: that is restful for me and and so i have to remind myself that i actually need to stop moving like i actually do need to get on the couch and snuggle up with the blanket And read a book. Like, just because you like to be in motion and it's not always stressful to be in motion or to be active or to be getting things done, those things are very therapeutic for me. I also didn't need to be still. Mm -hmm.
1: And it's a skill. Yeah. For some people, I think it comes naturally for some people. Some people have to focus a little bit harder on being productive in in the traditional sense. Yeah. In motion Mm -hmm. is probably a Mm -hmm. better word for that. Mm-hmm. um but you know like we we started out this season sort of encouraging people to like sit down and like what are the priorities what are you trying to do here and i think mm-hmm. you almost have to do the same thing in preparing for rest because there's never not an inaction motion that you could be doing ever yeah. <laughs> as a homemaker ever yeah. even when the laundry's done the baseboards are dirty Mm -hmm. You know, and so it's quite literally a race without an end. Yeah. So I think before you even prepare, I think you need to set your priorities so that when you've done what you need to do for the day, you can just let go and say, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm good here. I did what I needed to do. And... I think some people, myself included, almost need that like permission, Mm -hmm. you know, to just like it's not a great idea to lay up on the couch when there's things that need to be taken care of. You know, I think about like the farm, like you would never stop working when your animals haven't been fed or they're out of water. You would never do that. Like there are things that you're required to do. You know, mm-hmm. they need to be done. And so um, I think identifying what those things are and what those things aren't is crucial. Mm-hmm. Before you ever sort of get going.
0: Yeah. Well, because there will always be more to do You since, like you said, you will never be done. Mm-hmm. So, so where is the stopping point? And I think. I think the best place to decide the stopping point is before the moment. So I had mm-hmm. some thoughts like in considering being prepared to rest. We are prepared for <clears throat> kind of getting scratchy. We are prepared for activity. You know, as women, you and I look and we look at our daily activities or goals or weekly goals, monthly, quarterly, yearly, and we, we identify those pockets of work. And so, what if we okay. want it to become people that are prepared to rest? What if we look at those, that sort of structure, and look for the pockets of rest? Where is the stopping point for me, mm-hmm. Monday through Friday? Where is it on Saturday? Where, mm-hmm. you know, being intentional about it. This is when I rest. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> As believers, we're, we're good at that. Or we have, you know, we we rest on Sunday, Mm whereas our Sundays look different than our work days. Um, Yeah. They can still be pretty, they can still be um, lacking. They could have more rest. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. um, I got really great advice when my children were young because we do go to church every Sunday, rain or shine, unless there's vomit or diarrhea. Uh, We're there. And thank you, Shay. We won't share that with you. <laughs> um, but turns out to rest on Sunday means I actually have more, a little bit more work to do in preparation on Saturday. Yeah. And so really when the sun starts to go down on Saturday, um, that's when I sort of like kick into Sabbath mode a little bit. And I try to make sure that the kitchen is cleaned that I have something at the ready for breakfast on Sunday. It's usually very simple, like
0: Mm -hmm. yogurt
1: and hard-boiled eggs or something of the sort. Um, But I have something in mind so that that doesn't become a tripping point before church. I try to make sure that laundry is all accounted for by that point of the weekend so that everybody has clean clothes to wear. A lot of times we have our kids set out their clothes Yeah, because the whole like like, lay them over the railing. Exactly. Like, where's my belt or I don't have my (coughs) tights kind of situation can just cause stress. Um, Yeah. I also try to have I know you don't do you don't cook on Sunday for dinner, but like I try to just have something at the ready. A lot of times it's like just a chicken pulled out that I can throw in the oven to roast or Mm -hmm. I try to just have something at the ready or sort of generally in my mind know what I'm going to prepare for food. Because a lot of times we do end up um, a form of rest, like enjoying fellowship on Sundays. So a lot of times families come over after church or Mm -hmm. we'll have people over for dinner, that kind of thing. Um, And so, yeah, I think my point in this is like, actually in order to rest really well on that day to – to not just be slaving over your daily tasks. You actually Mm -hmm. have to, you have to actually take action before the act of resting.
0: Yeah. I have got that in my, a few of my notes, like about just this idea of once you've looked at the schedule on the whole daily, weekly, whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. then you can see where those pockets are, where you can and should and have to put work in on the front end so that Mm -hmm. rest can happen
1: weren't we just talking about this recently with the um like uh meal planning it's more work to plan your meals write out your grocery list um kind of have a general idea of what you're going to be cooking that week and making sure you have the stuff on hand to do it but it creates rest in your mind knowing i don't really have to think about what I'm making for dinner on Thursday because I know I have something planned and I know I have the food for it because I already did the shopping.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: you're able to just enjoy this little mental pocket of rest from the work on the front end. Right. And so I think that's interesting about rest is you actually labor so that you can rest. And right. you can well, rest with like a clear conscience.
0: <laughs> yeah. And we do that, but that that's we do that. I mean that's that is life, you know? We we labor with small children so we can rest when they take a nap. We labor mm-hmm. while we're younger so we can rest when we retire. I mean mm-hmm. it's the same structure repeated. Um but it's important to maybe take that structure and make it really really small. Mm-hmm. Where where do you need to labor in the morning so that 2:30 you can just have a cup of tea and look at a magazine for a few minutes, just take a breather.
1: Mhm.
0: Um I make Aiden sandwiches for the week and I can rat, I get up early. He gets up early before work and I can visit with him mm-hmm. because I don't have to be making his lunch. I, we have a cup of coffee together and we visit before he leaves. So mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So work on the front end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that brings up another sort of good point, which is rest done well. Done appropriately, it doesn't just happen. Right? (laughs) What season theme was that? Where we spent an entire season talking about things that don't just happen. Yeah, and I think rest is no different. And if you're talking about, you know, rest on Sunday, okay, well that doesn't just happen because your family's going to eat and they're going to have to. You're going to have to have clothes. You're going to have to like have these things in place. Same mm-hmm. for retirement. You don't just get to rest in retirement. You have right. to have, like, done all the work <laughs> leading up to that. So there's, like, right. this massive amount of preparation that happens, prioritizing, and then there's, like, the act of just doing it because it doesn't happen. And, like, we often say on this podcast, too, like, nobody's coming to do it for you. Right. Sorry. like And, and... <laughs>
0: Nobody's coming to tell you to rest either. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, yeah. husband, kids are not saying, you look like you need a nap, mom. Why don't you go take a hot bath? Do
1: we'll be really we'll be really quiet for the next
0: yeah. hour. Most, you know, it's like mm-hmm. Darla says about your workouts. Like you have to fight for that time. Nobody's, nobody's like handing you time to work out.
1: You have to fight for that. hmm Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can uh painfully say that there have been moments where Stuart has been like, You need to go check out for a minute. <laughs> you're yeah. you're a mess. Go take it. Right,
0: but that's go take like, a tea. that's not I that's not in I mean that's, that's in not support a of you. Yeah. But it's not ideal. No, I've already
1: know? hit the I've already hit You're the point so keyed of, up, like yeah. how much
0: rest is really gonna happen. Yeah.
1: And you yeah. know what sometimes I get keyed up and then I realize it's after nine o'clock at night and I'm like well, you've been going since five, sister. So like, oh yeah. if something like just wiping off the kitchen counters and cleaning up the dining room is making you feel like you want to rip your eyeballs out, like, maybe it's because you're tired. Like, yes. maybe you just need to go and sleep. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. try again tomorrow. That's you know? I did that last week. I went
0: to bed twice with my kitchen. Not ideal. Not destroyed, but not immaculate. And like, you know, you're a grown up. You can do this in the morning. Mm hmm. It is more important for you to go chill out. You've been at it for fifteen hours. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and that's a great point, is that we don't rest because everything is done perfectly. Because again, yes. when is that going to happen? Yeah. We rest when we've done the priorities of what we needed to do and we've put the work in on the front end. And now we're going to go without any guilt. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And we're just going to rest knowing that, you know, when you go to sleep at night and you're tired and you've maybe left some things unfinished, but your kids are fed, they're loved, you know, you've you've accounted for the things that you need to get done that day. There's always mm-hmm. going to be a little loose, unimportant, frayed ends. But like, you're also going to be able to knock that task out with the third of the energy and the mental strain. -hmm. When as opposed to trying to do it when you're tired and you've got nothing left in you to pour out. And so sometimes I tell myself that, even on like Saturday night, when sometimes I'm I am geared up and it's like, Oh, I don't really want to rest tomorrow. (laughs) Like I wanna go, Mm -hmm. go, go. It's gonna be a nice day. Like, let's get all the onions planted and let's do this. And yeah. And I don't do that because it's, you know, disobedience to do that. But so I don't get on my computer, I don't check my email, I don't do any work like that on Sundays. And Mm Um, I'm always shocked at how more efficient I am and how better of a state of mind I'm in after giving myself that time, that day of rest, mm-hmm. after taking it for the gift that it is, really. Mm-hmm. Right. So sometimes it's just having the maturity and wisdom to just step away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just stop for a minute. Just stop. What do you think? Because it's not fun to be a hot mess. It's so not fun for the people around us. Mm-hmm. Why Why do you think this has such cultural claws in us? Like the hot mess, messy bun, no showering, sloppy everything, take out. Like why, why are we glamorizing this? Well, oh. I think it's
0: I, – I think it's <laughs> – okay, let me see if I can – formulate my ideas here I think it's laziness where that's our general inclination that's our you know as humans is to be lazy to take the easy way and so when we are um you know we talked on Monday about like being not accepting like some false notion or some a lie of arrested development like this is who I am this is all I can ever be this is as good as it will get you know it's it's lazy to like not develop yourself and to not be interesting and to not it's there's it's laziness. It's much easier to just have piles of laundry and greasy hair and not be organized. And so it's sort of like a free pass. I, I think like culturally, there's this idea like everybody gets a free pass. Mm-hmm. And so if we glamorize it, then the free then it's okay then it's it's not a full pie anymore it's not frowned upon mm-hmm. it's not you know i mean we can we can like laugh at um 50s sitcoms you know leave it to beaver or whatever where the 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 housewife the quintessential housewife looks like she has it all together and and everything but she's very like she's actually really disciplined if you watch you know like the andy griffith show his aunt aunt b or whoever you know she's she's always working she's always plugging away she's always caring for someone she's always Mm -hmm. serving in the church or or doing something for her community um that that takes a lot of intention and i i just think there's something about the culture like accepting laziness and then oh like oh snap now we better make it look good Mm -hmm. so let's put it on a (laughs) t-shirt
1: yeah i think too um not that we
0: need to be 50s housewives. Like, that's not what I'm saying. But I right. was just, like, trying to capture a visual of what, like, being in the home, doing the routine. Yeah. You know. No, I get what you're saying. captured very well in, like, yeah. black and white television. Yeah.
1: I think, too, there are more hot mess times in life than other times. Like, there are – when you're pregnant all the time and nursing <sighs> all the time and napping all the time and hauling car seats around and, like, you're just – I am not discounting how difficult that time of life is. No. And was I at my best then? Not really. But I was doing what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. But that actually, I mean, I had four kids and five years. So like, I get the thick of it. I get mm-hmm. the trenches. But mm-hmm. that's actually a very short period of time. And it doesn't feel like that when you're in it. But on the whole, those years spent doing that, it was a, it was a, a piece of life it wasn't meant to mm-hmm. be a habit that I took into all of life you know? right and right. so I think I think it's great to have some space you know um for just expression of where you're at in life right now you know if you're you know you mentioned on Monday like being a caregiver for like an ailing parent like mm-hmm. great do that do what you're being called to do do what's in front of you right now but but, you know, it's just like a good year when Max loses in tennis to Henry and Henry said, you know, it's it's fine to lose. Just don't make a habit of it. Mm-hmm. And well, that's what I mean. Like culturally, like we've just decided to stay there. Exactly. Arrested. Yeah. Just. a Yeah. This is it. I had to be this person for the last five years to give birth to all these babies who mm-hmm. I love so much like and now I'll just stop here. And I'll just ride this out for the next 40 years.
0: And and speaking of rest, though, I still think, I mean, I've been in the trenches, like lots of small people in a lot of short amount of time, a lot of lactating, a lot of weight gain, a lot of all that. <laughs> like a lot of times when you're it, you were doing too much, you know, people would say to me how do you do it and i did i like i don't know i stay home like i am not running errands i'm not going to 42 play dates a week i'm not doing all the things mm-hmm. because that would i would be that that would give me the hot mess t-shirt cuz that's who i'd be you know so i think there's there's one side of it that mm-hmm. yes that's absolutely the trenches are brutal that's a chapter of life but we've talked before about like if you're, if it's really, really, really bad, that might be a little litmus test that you're doing too much, you know. Mm-hmm. Here's and, the hard and bit, though. You don't have to stay there. Like, yeah. let's not, let's not glamorize it. Let's mm-hmm. acknowledge it and let's be supportive of each other as women, and and give affirmation there that it is really, really brutal. But chapters. Mm-hmm. That's a
1: chapter. It, but it's almost like an abuse of sorts where. You know, you like you almost like don't know how to leave it. (laughs) You're like, well, it's painful, but I know this pain. And maybe you're just more secure in that than you are in trying to branch out and trying to grow as a person, which is also painful, but it's Mm -hmm. a different kind of pain, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Hmm.
1: So, yeah, it's – That's, it's just, I think it's just a tricky one. I think it's just a tricky one. Homemaker Chic listeners, you've heard us talk about it, but now is the time to take the next step in your grocery shopping, real food pantry stocking journey by doing your monthly shopping with Azure Standard. Right now, we want you to visit bit.ly forward slash Azer, chic and get shopping. Azure Standard is a family-owned organ-based whole food grocer that delivers all around the United States each month. They'll connect you with a local drop-off point in your area and then the fun really starts. That's right, Shay. So visit bit.ly forward
0: slash Azure Chic. Build a cart full of the products that you need to run your home and kitchen. From cleaning products, to plant starts, to spices, to dried goods, fresh produce, to baking supplies, and everything in between. This is how we stock our refrigerators and pantries each month. Azure has exceptional offerings at a fraction of the cost of your local specialty markets or health food stores. Visit bit.ly forward slash chic right now and bring the fun back into your kitchen and pantry.
1: For the past three years, I've encouraged women in their kitchen with new whole food recipes and instructional cooking videos. If you've been needing a little more pep in your step when it comes to cooking delicious food, I want to personally invite you right now to join the Elliott Homestead cooking community. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com to get started. As a cooking community member, you will get five farm fresh inspired recipes each month, created from my farm kitchen and delivered straight to you. I'll also send you an instructional video to go along with those recipes so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors. Together, we'll cook dishes like chicken Milanese, plum and marzipan bread pudding, homemade harissa with summer vegetables, barley and wild mushroom salad, Sourdough English muffins, caramel apple cake, wine poached pears with blackberries and bay, and so much more. The cooking community is a place of inspiration and community where you can visit with other home cooks on our circle group or simply enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find each month in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com. Right now, choose the membership package that's right for you, and let's get cooking. Tubes & Co. Organics believes that skincare products should nourish and restore and come from
0: simple, wholesome ingredients. Consider having a beautiful routine as nature intended, with no synthetic chemicals, no GMOs, toxins, or artificial fragrances. Can you imagine that? Taking care of your skin and applying your favorite makeup products, knowing that what you are using is safe and beautiful, from the inside out. Toops & Co. believes that skincare products should nourish the skin without adding hormone-disrupting chemicals, and they go above and beyond to source organic products made in the USA. Visit ToopsAndCo.com. That's Toops like soups. ToopsAndCo.com and use the coupon code CHIC10 for 10% off. Does your skin need some extra help after this long winter? May I personally suggest the Sea Buckthorn Oil and Frankincense Tallow Balm? Two of my favorites. It's not good enough for you until it's good enough for Emily's own family. So visit tubesandco.com and use the Homemaker Chic coupon code Chic10 for 10% off. I think, too, there's rest. There's rest in acknowledging chapters, too, because I know that. Trench mamas are listening now, and they're like, what the frick, man? I don't have any extra time. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about looking at my weight and finding extra time? I don't have any. Yep. And so there's, there's, can, can there be peace and rest in going, okay, hey, this is what the next four years look like. And I'm going to make a lot of casseroles.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I'm going to develop the best messy bun I can and find the best dry, dry shampoo I can. <laughs> and this is what it's going to look like. Right. You know? Yeah. It kind of taking ownership, not a surrendering to it, like waving the white flag, but like this is what we're doing. This yep. is how it's going to look. And and lowering, not lowering expectations, but creating expectations. The expectations appropriate are- appropriate expectations yeah, for where you are. The expectations are, are yeah, I'll, I'm tired <laughs> and so I won't be able to do X, Y, Z or I mm-hmm. won't have time for X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. Or I'll need to be really intentional about workouts or get a stroller that fits all the kids in it so I can take them for a walk and call that a workout. I had to quit, like, going to work out. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, how creative, what can we get? I can strap one to my back. I got the double-decker stroller. Mm-hmm. What are we doing here, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think So what's, maybe what's... not lowering them, but creating expectations. Mm-hmm. So you kind of
1: know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And then you can find the pockets of rest, you mm-hmm. know? Yep. that I think accepting that can be difficult. And I think it can be difficult to, if you've sort of set those expectations and you've set the like, here's where we're at and here's what we're doing and mm-hmm. and you safeguard that at any cost, like sometimes they're at, like, there's an actual cost to that. Mm-hmm. For example, um, like if you have young kids, it might mean saying no to a play date you know when a friend invites you to the park why mm-hmm. because you're going to try and get supper on the table and you or need to get a one load more of laundry little done. Shoe
0: on might just push you over the edge yeah, exactly
1: <laughs> um like in our phase of life where we have young kids you know mm-hmm. we've had to say no to um certain s- sports opportunities simply mm-hmm. because sort of the the threshold that we've set for our family the schedule that we've set for our family doesn't have space for that and our kids aren't really inclined that way anyway. They don't really care that much. <laughs> They're mm-hmm. just as keen to, like, go climb a tree, which is fine by me. But, um, you know, that's that's actually costly. Like, you actually have to be willing to say no to things to protect mm-hmm. those pockets of rest, to protect those expectations. And that can be really hard. <laughs> It can be super hard. And you think, how bad am I going to mess these kids up? Or, you know, how much am I going to disappoint this person or that person? And, you know, I know there's like there's people listening to this podcast from all walks of life and all different Mm -hmm. stages of life. But the application is the same. Like when you say no to something, I think everybody has that little tinge of just insecurity. Like, is this a missed opportunity? Is this going to hurt somebody's feelings? You know, is yeah. this the best decision? And I think that's hard. That's hard to gauge.
0: Yeah. What about, um, okay, so we're looking at our time so we can rest. We have to prepare okay. to rest. What about maybe things we're doing that um, we think are restful, but they're just time wasters? Oh. That prevent us from true rest.
1: Angela. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I would say for the majority of people nowadays, not everybody, majority of people when they think of rest, they think, oh, I just want to sit down and like scroll. Yeah. Isn't that so just like. News articles, really YouTube, been, whatever. Like pick, everyone's got I've their I've really poison. been here
0: <laughs> mentally lately. Like what the f- Flip has this dumb little thing done to us, to me, like (laughs) this phone. Yeah. What? And, and I always like to always tell myself, like, I don't even think I'm that bad on it. But, but yeah, just the like, ooh, I get to look at my phone. Mm -hmm. It's weird. It's so weird. Think about like the whole timeline of human history and then, like, blip, here's, here it comes. Here it is, just changed. And this is what we do with what we consider downtime mm-hmm bizarre yeah so what like how do
1: we it's painful
0: um what are those things and then how, wh- how do we um we have to fill that with something so yeah so do you have a running <laughs> book list do you have a yeah. a knitting project do you have a language lesson book you're working your way through
1: yeah you have
0: a bonsai tree you can tinker with like <laughs> i don't know what is it
1: like um oftentimes i go out to my garden and i just mm-hmm. like oh, if i get a cup of coffee or sparkling water or glass of wine mm-hmm. i'll just go puts just take 15 minutes to just putz around the garden that to me is the most restful the most recharging thing sometimes i it's just going to get the chicken eggs which seems like it could be classified as a chore but to Mm -hmm. me it's a pleasure and so
0: sometimes things like that though when they're outside of chore time they're pleasurable yeah exactly Even like it sounds silly like if it's not like oh i have to do the laundry if it's like i'm gonna fold some laundry and i'm just gonna listen to music and fold it perfectly and immaculately it's very soothing you know
1: yeah okay let's talk about because people are going to be really broad on this let's just talk about personally i am also in that same space of just there's nothing for you here on this phone there's there's nothing that you need there that can't wait you know that yeah. isn't going you know so those moments of recharge those moments of rest for me mm-hmm. um music is a big one mm-hmm. um working out is actually like it's a it feels like a gift to myself and it's hard and it's, it's horrible, horrible but I feel 10 times better after I do it. Mm -hmm. Um, Going outside. Sometimes I just go stare at my animals. Like I'll just watch my cow eat her food. Mm -hmm. And it brings me and I'll rub her down and it brings me so much pleasure. Um, A lot of times Stu and I will try to find a minute just to sit together Mm -hmm. and have a cup of coffee or whatever. Talk about the day. Um, I, I told you about on Monday about that food book that I have. And what I love about this is I kind of gave up knitting until I don't have kids because I lose count of stitches and then it doesn't work and it makes me crazy. But I so I need something I can do while there's always somebody yapping in my ear. Okay. So this book that I'm working through right now is great because it's just small little chunks of information. So I can take in four minutes, 30 seconds, 30 minutes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the things that I do primarily. I'm also – Practicing, I have language flashcards. So if I've got 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. I've been trying to like sit down and just go through my flashcards, which is fun. And the kids make fun of me. So it kind of becomes this thing we get to do together. Mm -hmm. Um, But those are the ways I'm trying to fill my times of rest because those are things that actually make me feel rested. They actually fill me up. Mm
0: -hmm. What are yours? Uh,
1: I do like to just
0: go wander around the garden and just do like a small task like really just try to tell myself you don't have to dive in and do something crazy you Mm -hmm. can just actually scooch some leaves around or Mm -hmm. retie something like whatever you Mm -hmm. know um I've been painting tile um just really you know this whole like old world idea that I have I'm just really trying to not trying to, like I'm expanding it. I have other things to say and other things I want to do and tinkering with um, designing wallpaper and mm-hmm. I'm working on the the Airbnb and it's going to have a tile fireplace around. So I just go and I just paint one tile at a time. It's not a huge project. I can just stand there for 15 minutes or however long it takes me to get through one tile and I can clean out my brush and be done and that was soothing and that was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm just really enjoying my homes lately. So a lot of times I, a lot of, here's what I do. I'll just go stand in a room and look (laughs) and I just look at a space and like, I just think and my eyes dart around and I try to do it when it's quiet, if the kids are outside and I just, I'm ruminating and just, but it's very peaceful to me and I'm Mm -hmm. imagining things and recreating things in my mind and it's just, um, It's not doing, it's not me clicking a mouse. It's not me
1: flipping through a book. Mm -hmm. It's just being quiet in a space.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I did this in the bath the other day, that same thing. Like intentionally left my phone in the office, went and got in the bath and just stared at the wall. I just stared at the wall. And I just Mm -hmm. like let myself have space to think. Yeah. And I think... Because we have so many distractions and because everything's very fast paced and because it can, we can just fail in every moment. We we literally don't give our brains just space. Yeah. Um, I've even found in the garden, as much as I like to listen to a book or something while I'm out there or even music, the times where I go and it's silent, I always find a thought somewhere in here and I fixate mm-hmm. on it the whole time I'm gardening. Mm-hmm. And... I'm like, I guess my mind just needed to chew on that. I guess we just needed to really like ping pong it around in there, see it from different angles and then categorize it. It's almost like washing dishes, mental dishes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, let's clean this up. Let's categorize it. Let's move along so we can be ready for the next thing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, regardless of what your rest looks like for you, listener, like, you have to give your brain space to do that. Mm -hmm. And it's really difficult when you've got a whole family in your house? Yeah. Or you're at an office job where you just don't get that mental space. That can be really tricky. So mm. but it, it I but that's hard too. It's easier
0: to just grab your phone and look. To let your thoughts yeah. rattle around in your head is not as easy as it as it may sound. Mm-mm. No, it's it not. It takes <laughs> it takes like a discipline. Like I'm actually going to not we're so um I, you know, I I am. I'm so uh, geared up for stimulation. You're like, yeah. What do you got for me? Yep. You know, um, yeah. That's what I don't like. That's what makes me sad about the whole internet thing. It's like, we're we couldn't have been boring people as yeah. as humanity. We we couldn't have been boring. Surely we were more interesting.
1: Yeah, we read and told stories. We read and, and we did things and, and we danced. And- yeah, we did things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We had a culture mm. and everyone didn't just create their own, you know, we had a a thing. And, um, mm. yeah, I think it's just a good thing to keep in check um, as a homemaker. um, mm. It's going to look different based on situations and, you know, and all that, which is fine. But, um, you know, I want to – I've been thinking about taking this trip with the kids and what I keep coming back to, it's a little, you know, logistically going to be difficult, but I'm just thinking – you you actually just have to take an action for it to happen. Like mm-hmm. you actually have to take a step. You have There has to be some sort of movement. And I think the same can be said for, for rest, actually. Like mm-hmm. maybe that means keeping a notebook on hand so when these thoughts trickle up in your mind, you can just jot them down and you can put them out of your mind. Maybe it means shutting off the television that's constantly on um just cut that you know quiet that down um maybe it means just getting up like a little bit extra early to to take care of a few things so that you can have fewer things left to do that night you know but like Mm -hmm. rest actually taking action um reward actually taking action like these are things we actually have to intentionally plan for work towards, make decisions about, all mm-hmm. those kinds of things. And and I think it comes down to, like, stopping procrastination, which yeah. maybe is no, another it. episode, but. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, something I've been doing, I think we're, I don't know where we are on time. Um, we're done. Yeah, okay. The end. Here's, <laughs> for, for those of you, I mean, I love to sleep. Okay, you love, I know yes. you love to sleep. Yeah. If it's the end of the day and I, I've just given it all I've gotten and probably too much. I have been encouraging myself that staying awake another 20 minutes is not going to kill me. Mm -hmm. So I know that seems to me like counterintuitive or whatever, like rest you would equate, like get some more sleep. But I'm like staying awake and just looking at a book, staying awake, just sitting in my bed, just looking around, whatever. Like (laughs) maybe it doesn't always have to be this mad dash to the finish line. Like 20 minutes, I have a biological clock. I wake up at the same time every day. I'm going to have a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. It will all be okay by nine. Mm-hmm. So if I need to stay up 20 minutes later just to gather myself yeah, and be quiet, I've been trying to afford myself that luxury and Very permission. Much. Very much. And just like, don't panic. I know you need sleep, but don't panic. 20 minutes is not going to
1: make or break you.
0: Hmm. Very much.
1: Yep. Or even just setting a time. Like I try to say by eight I'm done. By eight. And and that doesn't always happen, but I try because mm-hmm. I actually have to like go through the process of like putting myself to sleep so that mentally. Yeah. Like it's like unwinding a clock a little bit. So you're in a little bit different position. Like when
0: your kids get older, mm-hmm. you can't just send them to bed. Like they're around and you're interacting with them and they need things and they're talking and you feel bad if you cut to go tuck away because they're still there and so that's why that extra twenty minutes is mm-hmm. like good for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get that, um, mm-hmm. listeners. We would love to hear from you over on Instagram. You can follow us, Homemaker Chic Podcast. I would love to hear what this looks like for you. If there's any major things that we missed or sort of how you prepare for rest, how you create these pockets, um, if you're not at a restful point in your life um i hope that this was encouraging to you to kind of create these pockets giving Mm -hmm. yourself that space to just feel and be human and you're not a robot you shouldn't have to act like a robot (laughs) Mm -hmm. um to hell with the hustle culture and people telling you you need to be productive all the time and people telling you that you know, if you're not making money, you're losing out. If you're not doing something, if you're not running from here to there, doing all the things, if your schedule's not constantly overflowing, um, mm-hmm. that's not true. You can say no to things. Um, you get to create your own sort of culture within your home. That's a great gift. So don't let anyone take it from you. The Fabulous. end. Okay. The end hope you guys have an awesome weekend and we will be back here with you on monday make sure you visit homemaker if you would like to check out make sure you get the coupon codes for all of our sponsors over there and uh we'll chat soon sounds Good? like a plan okay okay cheers guys cheers